Welcome to A Great Big City News, Episode 17, Opening Day Baseball History in New York. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash support to learn how to support New York City local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast. If you are a New York-based business and would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to learn more. Good afternoon, baseball fans. This is Trace Skilton. It's a beautiful day in a great big city, and we've got a full lineup of baseball history to learn about that all happened this week throughout the years in a New York City. One hundred and six years ago, on April 9, 1913, the first game is played at Ebbets Field, a new stadium in Brooklyn for the team that would be renamed the Brooklyn Dodgers. On that opening day, they lost to the Philadelphia Philadelphians 1-0. The stadium stood at Bedford Avenue and Sullivan Place, just east of Prospect Park, and was used by various Brooklyn teams until 1957. The stadium's demise was fueled by the growing popularity of the Dodgers, who needed a larger stadium but were unwilling to relocate elsewhere in the city. The Dodgers then moved to Los Angeles after the 1957 season. Ebbets Field was demolished, and the Ebbets Field apartments were constructed at the site, and ten years later they were renamed in honor of Brooklyn Dodger Jackie Robinson. Back in the 1910s, while Ebbets Field was under construction in Brooklyn, a devastating fire swept through the Polo Ground Stadium in Upper Manhattan. 108 years ago, on April 14, 1911, the fire destroyed the wooden structure, leaving only the steel support structure intact. During Reconstruction, the New York Giants played at nearby Hilltop Park, then the home of the Yankees. Rebuilding efforts allowed a new polo ground stadium to reopen just three months later, now constructed with concrete and steel. Two years later, the Yankees would then use the polo ground stadium while the first Yankee stadium was being constructed nearby in the Bronx. That newly constructed fourth iteration of the polo ground stadium would stand until 1964, when the city acquired the land under eminent domain and constructed the Polo Grounds NYCHA houses there. While the Yankees were temporarily using the Polo Grounds stadium along with the Giants, the original Yankee stadium was being constructed in the Bronx. Ninety-six years ago, on April 18, 1923, the original Yankee stadium officially opens, with the Yankees beating the Red Sox 4-1. to the stadium would close for renovations in 1973 and reopen in 1976, and the final game was played in 2008 as the Yankees moved to their new stadium nearby and demolition of the old park was completed in May 2010. The site of the former stadium is now a public baseball diamond named Heritage Field in McCombs Dam Park. It was also 10 years ago this week on April 16, 2009, that the newest Yankee Stadium opens across the street from the previous stadium built in 1923. The $2.3 billion price tag made it the most expensive stadium ever built. From Brooklyn to Manhattan to the Bronx and now to Queens, 55 years ago on April 17, 1964, Shea Stadium opens in Flushing Meadows, Corona Park, Queens. It was the home of the Jets until 1983 and the Mets until 2008, and it was demolished in 2009 after the new city field had been constructed. 
The original locations of Shea Stadium's home plate, pitcher's mound, and bases are marked in the parking lot for City Field that was constructed over the original stadium site. Another bit of Dodgers news will hit on April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. 72 years ago, in 1947, Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier in baseball as he plays first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers, ending 80 years of segregation. The anniversary has been celebrated as Jackie Robinson Day since 2004 at various ballparks across the country when all players from both teams wear number 44, Jackie Robinson's retired number. 68 years ago on April 17, 1951, Mickey Mantle makes his major league debut playing right field for the New York Yankees. He quickly became a star in a succession of historic names that had played for the Yankees, showing his talent both in center field and as a hitter. By 1961, he would go on to become the highest-paid player in baseball and would set a record of games played at 2,401 that would stand until 2011, when the record was broken by Derek Jeter. After retirement, Mickey opened a restaurant and sports bar on Central Park South that proved popular and remained open from 1988 to 2011. In recognition of his accomplishments, Mickey's uniform number was retired from use on June 8, 1969, on what would become known as Mickey Mantle Day. The season's already off to a hot start in 2019, with the Mets taking the top spot in their division with nine wins and the Yankees holding second place with six wins. So now let's take a quick look through a few more events that were happening outside New York stadiums. 115 years ago, on April 8, 1904, Longacre Square is renamed Times Square after the New York Times. The Times wouldn't move into the new headquarters until 1905, but their investment in the area led the city to rename Longacre Square Times Square in their honor. The Times would move to the new headquarters between Broadway and 7th at 42nd Street, but would then move to larger offices off Times Square just eight years later in 1913. Times Square, the former center of the city's horse carriage industry, is now the most visited place in the world, seeing over 131 million pedestrians yearly. 153 years ago, on April 10, 1866, the ASPCA is founded in New York City, becoming the oldest animal welfare organization in the United States. The organization exists to give a voice to vulnerable animals and began at a time when workers would beat horses in the street and dogfighting was conducted in the city. The ASPCA has only grown over the decades, and in addition to their rescue efforts, they also promote legal protections for animals, provide spay and neuter services, run animal hospitals, and place rescued animals through adoption centers. 114 years ago on April 12, 1905, the Hippodrome Theater opens at 6th Avenue between 43rd and 44th Street. With 5,300 seats, a stage large enough to hold 1,000 performers at once, and an 8,000-gallon glass tank that could rise from below the stage, the Hippodrome Theater was a marvel of the modern theater scene. The original building was closed and demolished in 1939 and was a vacant lot until 1952 when a new 19-story building was built on the site and renamed the Hippodrome Building in honor of the original theater. (music) 
The Great Big City has been bringing you daily New York City news since 2010, but the AGBC News Podcast is just getting started and we need your support. A Great Big City is built on a dedication to explaining what's happening and how it fits into the larger history of New York. Individuals can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support, and local businesses can have a lasting impact by promoting their products or services directly to interested customers listening to the podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to view rates and learn more. With your support, you can guarantee that a great big city will be here to tell future generations of New Yorkers about new floating sports stadiums constructed around the city. Park of the Day Checking the parks database at a great big city, there are at least six parks or city areas named in honor of Jackie Robinson. The Jackie Robinson Community Garden in Harlem, Jackie Robinson Park in Manhattan, and Jackie Robinson Park in Brooklyn, Jackie Robinson Parkway in Queens, Jackie Robinson Playground near the former site of Ebbets Field, and Jackie Robinson Recreation Center in Manhattan's Jackie Robinson Park. Coming up this Monday, celebrate Jackie Robinson Day at the Jackie Robinson Recreation Center on Monday, April 15th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Bradhurst Avenue and 146th Street in Sugar Hill. The event will include arts and crafts and information on the history of baseball. Call 212-234-9607 for more information or visit the link in the show notes. And now let's see if our robot friend can knock one out of the park on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the week of Thursday, April 11th. Less Than Jake, Mast, and Punchline are playing the Liberty Bell Rock Soft Concert Cruise on Sunday, April 14th. Foles, Omni, and Preoccupations are playing Brooklyn Steel on Sunday, April 14th. Susto, Francis Cohn, and Illiterate Light are playing the Bowery Ballroom on Monday, April 15th. Telekinesis, Sontok, and the Royal Arctic Institute are playing Music Hall of Williamsburg on Tuesday, April 16th. Priests and Gur are playing elsewhere on Tuesday, April 16th. The Claypool Lennon Delirium is playing Brooklyn Steel on Tuesday, April 16th. Broods are playing Irving Plaza on Thursday, April 18th. Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets is playing Beacon Theater on Thursday, April 18th. Copeland, from Indian Lakes, and many rooms are playing Gramercy Theater on Thursday, April 18th. Actor Observer, Semaphore, Sparrows, Tree River, and War Park are playing The Kingsland on Thursday, April 18th. True Widow is playing Brooklyn Night Bazaar on Thursday, April 18th. The Coat Hangers are playing Music Hall of Williamsburg on Thursday, April 18th. Children of Bodom, Summoner's Circle, Swallow the Sun, and Wolf Heart are playing Irving Plaza on Friday, April 19th. Hate Breed, Cromags, Fit for an Autopsy, Obituary, and Terror are playing PlayStation Theater on Friday, April 19th. Black Lips, Quintron, and Miss Pussycat, and Wooing, are playing Bowery Ballroom on Saturday, April 20th. And The National is playing Beacon Theater on Monday, April 22nd. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events.
Here's something you may not have known about New York. Brooklyn is the most populous borough, with an estimated population of 2.65 million in 2017, and would be the third largest city in the United States after Los Angeles and Chicago. Extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 96 degrees Fahrenheit on April 17, 2002. And a record low of 22 degrees Fahrenheit on April 13, 1874. Weather for the week ahead, light rain throughout the week with high temperatures falling to 58 degrees on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City or email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. And visit our site to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Thanks for being part of a great big city. And play ball! Play ball!